This is Kanzenshu, the podcast, episode 476, for the week of August 11th, 2019. Hello and welcome back to Kanzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Kanzenshu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike, may see me around as Vegito EX. This week on the show, we are talking cranberries and chickens. I know that probably makes no sense. I guarantee it will make sense at some point in the very near future on this show. Uh, Last week, yeah, last week on the show, uh, we started up a new segment that I don't necessarily have a name for. And I think I quasi named it in the recording that I've already done for this episode that you haven't heard yet. Did I call it what we learned working on the wiki? What I what I wonder... I didn't get the alliteration. I don't know. Basically, what we're doing is we're sharing knowledge as the group of unbelievably, amazingly talented, knowledgeable, hardworking, enthusiastic, doing such a right now thankless job, uh, cool folks working on the Konzenshu Wiki, which has been in the work since, I don't know, like 2011. Uh, and we'll probably launch sometime before it's planned. You can't have a 10-year anniversary if you haven't launched yet, right? Anyway, last week on the show, Joe talked with us about some of the uh, real-world references in Dragon Ball. This week on the show, Stacy Sailor Spaz, is going to join us, talk about chickens. No, not really chickens. Uh, the We're going to talk about the Lit, the Rit, Planet Lit, Planet Rit, Lydian, Ritons, Lilliputs. I'm going to give you the whole story on this really inconsequential, named in passing race of characters in Dragon Ball. And uh, what we decided, or may or may not have decided, uh, we're going to go with for a spelling for this race uh, on Konzenshu as a whole. That's going to be coming in your ears shortly. And then after that topic, I'm just briefly going to talk by myself uh, a little bit about Cranberry, the Dragon Ball character, Cranberry, who you may or may not know uh, has apparently been around for many, many years at this point. We just learned that he has been around the entire time in the Dragon Ball franchise. That's what's on tap for you this episode. It's uh might be a shorter one, but it's going to be a great one. I guarantee you we're going to learn something new about Dragon Ball, something new about the production of the the franchise, something new about Japanese, maybe. I think we're just... Just filled with learning here on Konzenshu. It's the Konzenshu way. So let's just get right on into it. First up here on the episode, Stacy and I talking about uh, the, the Rito Seiningen. All right, so I still don't have a name for this segment yet. I'm undecided if I'm going to name this segment, and I kind of want to give it some alliteration name. Uh, until then, it's uh, what I learned on the wiki. So now that I said it, it's probably going to stick. Stacy, hello, Sailor Spaz. Hi. You are joining me to talk about uh, the most important thing in the history of Dragon Ball. Yes, a group of, or a race of characters that was mentioned for one panel. <laughs> <laughs> now look, they, they appeared in filler, <laughs> technically, so... Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> All right, let me set the stage for this. So, Ken... Detective X, you may know him, uh, was working on, I actually don't even remember anymore. Oh, it was the, it was like the list of Frieza's organization and people who work for him, something like that. And I, I remember yes. seeing a reference that I thought was to the Lilliputs or Lilliputians, but it was actually not that. He, cor- in, I don't know, in quotes, correctly wrote it as the Lits. And I was like, oh, I wanted to go fix it. Oh, but he actually did it right, so I don't need to fix it. And then we started going down this rabbit hole, and we learned a little too much. So believe it or not, we are here to talk about our giant revelation about not the Lits, 
But the Ritz. The Ritians? Planet Rit? Rit. Uh, Rito? Rito? I guess, well, <laughs> I guess I can, I guess, explain. So it's long been assumed that this Dito was probably from the English word little, because from what we knew about them, it's like, well, they <laughs> <They're little. laughs> seem to be a small, a small race because Vegeta said something, well, you know, this armor would fit you because it was small for these people from this planet. Right. Um, well, let, let's, let's stop there. Let's actually, because this is all that exists other than filler. We'll get to that. <laughs> Why don't you read just the one bit of dialogue? So this is chapter 291. So again, this is, uh, they just got done with all, uh, all of Ginyu and their Goku is healing. He's like, yo, put some armor on. Yeah. So at that point, Vegeta's looking at armor for Gohan and Kuridin to put on. And he says, he literally says chibi size right there. Yeah, chibi size. Like, you know, we're lucky that they, that these small size jackets for the Rito people <laughs> were lying around here. And uh, I was checking the subtitled version. It seems uh, Steve Simmons also went with lit, L-I-T-T, as the spelling. Right. The English dub kind of just didn't say any name of the race, just kind of, you know, danced around it. Oh, this is a... I did the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to spot check everything. I looked at the dub, like, oh, they don't talk anything there. Yeah, Steve uh, consistently. So here and then later in the, the filler we're going to talk about went with lit. And so if you're going to approximate little in English, it's lit or lit. And as far as I can tell, there's no elongated syllables in there, but it just felt like, all right, literally chibi size for little people. That's probably it, right? Yeah, it seemed seemed pretty straightforward. And then Viz went and did their own spin on it, where they decided to make it the Lilliput, which is a reference to Gulliver's Travels, a race of small people from that uh, novel. So they seem to have the same idea that, okay, it's little people, little people. It's, you know, something to do with things that are little. Right. So we're just going to, we're going to do our own localization and say that it's Lilliput. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to put it. They, they like localized the pun there and made total sense. Yeah. Uh, and mm -hmm. that's how it's been for eons, except, except for one outstanding item, which maybe had it almost right all along. And that is the video game. Dragon Ball Z sagas from PS2, GameCube, and Xbox. So you can unlock alternate costumes for the characters, and they are adapted in text in the game as RIT in all caps, as if it were an acronym for something. RIT armor and RIT armor variant. And it's that armor. So it's clearly their name for, I, I feel like they, they got this text back in a vacuum and either didn't consult anything else or just, uh, what do we do? And and that makes sense, right? Because the, the toe at the end, the double toe, it's the same hard toe as in something like Kakaroto. So you would just end it on a T. Yeah, it is very common for the extraneous syllable to to be at the end of words since Japanese doesn't have like individual consonants except for n. So you'll often see that the to is just the letter T, but since that's the only way they can render it, that it just ends up with a to. But however, in this case, it seems like the to might actually be uh, a part of the original word. Oh God. Oh God. All right. So <laughs> let's go to the filler first, because I feel like this might actually set the stage a little bit for something we should have considered. So we are jumping <laughs> all ahead to Dragon Ball Z episode. This is during the Garlic Jr. 
mini filler arc, and this is Vegeta's out in space <laughs> looking for Goku, apparently. <laughs> she has nothing better to <laughs> He's do. He's just flying around, landing <laughs> on planets. And so he lands on, I want to be very careful with how I say this, uh, the planet itself is not named in this scene, but the race that he comes in contact with and effectively slaughters the entirety of, they are named the same as that race from uh, earlier in the series, the, the chapter he mentions the armor. This is the Rito Seijin. Yes. It's important to note that they have very, uh, like, bird-like beaked faces. Yeah. I... Which becomes a hint for what we discovered later. Yes. You know, I look at them and I'm like, oh, they're kind of like alligator-y. But no, that's more of a beak than anything else. And it, and I looked at them and I remember talking about this in our chat. And I'm like, are, are they small? Do they look small? Do you get, like, Vegeta's small? So, I don't know. Like, yeah. they, they didn't look... I don't know. I was expecting, I don't know, like Gohan's height or something like that. And maybe they are. It's really hard to tell in context here. Yeah, it's, I guess, because it's filler. We can't take it as, oh, well, this is what it was intended all along anyway. But right, right. Yeah, they're, they look they're just fairly, using it. Fairly normal uh, human sized, I would say, not like particularly small, like, say, the Lilliput example, where they were like super tiny people. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So... We're, we're documenting all this. We're looking at it. And then, all right, Stacey, what's the revelation here? So uh, while looking through the, looking for, I guess, name sources for all these Frieza army soldiers, uh, Cypher came across this list that a fan had made with speculations about different name sources. So a lot of them were like all these random fruits and stuff, because a lot of Frieza army or fruit people, I guess. Right, and I guess we can say he was also working on video game lists, like a bunch of the Famicom yes. games. So this was just thrown in with, we were looking at tons of names here. Yeah, like lists of like dozens of names. But And then I took a click on that link and I was like, that had an entry about Rito in there. And so I stopped and looked at that. It's like, oh, actually, this fan is suggesting that it's a mixed up version of Tori, which can mean bird, but with a different kanji, it refers specifically to chicken, like chicken meat. So it became like, oh, that actually kind of makes more sense than, you know, being based off the English word little, because pretty much every race that works with Frieza is some type of food item. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are things that would be refrigerated items that would go inside of him, I suppose. <laughs> <But> yep. <laughs> so this made sense. And then it was, oh my God, the Rito and Zelda. Yeah, they have beaks. <gasps> it's the Rito Seijin. <laughs> it's not the lit Seijin. Yes. <laughs> they are not, as the kids say, lit. <laughs> they are Rito. <laughs> oh man. So now we're like, all right, how do we want to spell this? I feel like yes. I kind of want to go with R-I-T-T-O because if if you're going to go with the source of it being a flopped and elongated tori, then I feel like I want to get both the R-I and the T-O in there. But you have to mm -hmm. adapt the fact that there's a, a hard syllable in there. So that gives me that. I mean, like, But it's a hard syllable. So you do R-I-T-T? -T? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, these are the questions that... That come come up in the all the wiki work. It's like, how do we name this thing that comes up like one time and nobody's ever probably spent any time thinking about it, but <laughs> yet we need to come up with a solution. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah. the, really the only other thing I want to mention here is uh, there's there's actually a little bit of history to this. So I feel like every time I mention Greg Warner, I talk about old mistakes of his and we're talking like over 20 years ago. So I feel bad. <laughs> but Greg used to run a site called the Ultimate DBZ Information Site. And as he was just learning Japanese, he was translating in quotes, translating stuff out of the Daizenshu. And so he was doing uh, a list of all the races from the Daizenshu. Uh, I think this is actually Daizenshu 7. Then I, I pulled out the exact quote here. Uh, and he said the Rito Seijin. So he didn't even translate Seijin. And he just left Rito, although he only did his one T. He said, I'm not totally sure, but I believe the, pl- the people of Rito are the orphans that Gohan, Kudinin, and Bluma meet in outer space. All of the adults on the planet yeah. were killed by Frieza's men and children escaped on a large mirrored spaceship. So Greg literally didn't translate the description at all, simply wrote the name and just thought, oh, God, do I remember a race? I don't know. I feel like he he looked there and he saw Gohan and put it in, in the text and was like, uh, yeah, they met some people. This is probably them, right? Yeah, just apply some head cannons to it and it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that has kind of been like, I guess the fun and very enlightening part of all this process is like we're just taking these things that may have been around for like 20 plus years and holding them up to you know seeing if they hold up to scrutiny and finding that a lot of things like well this was just someone's best guess from a long time ago and it may not be the legit uh interpretation yeah for sure especially we're like well steve and the translator at viz at the time and then probably Gerard, dare I say, uh, doing the adaptation there. Like, they both clearly arrived at the same final decision. They just adapted it in different ways, but they had the same idea. So, like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. Wait, 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 wait. All right, step back. <laughs> Let's look at this. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the, the crazy thing about what we're doing is literally everything we do, we stop and we go, all right, what was the reason for this? What is the precedent for this? why is the precedent the precedent that it is do we need to think about this and it's really difficult it it kind of falls in line with anytime there's new characters and new names where as a site we at content you have to stop and be like all right what do we think the source is what are the the surrounding names how can we pull this all together and the, the problem is now we're stepping back and doing it with something that may already have existed for over 20 years as opposed to we get to you know from day one decide what our naming consistency yeah. is and even then we're we're throwing out a lot of like universe survival arc names we're like ah eh, let's change this a little bit oh, too yeah yeah there's definitely a lot of conversation revolving all the like 70 plus names that came in with the universal survivor or survival arc and even though most of those characters may have barely been on screen or not even at all like we still have to come up with decisions yep. based on what we believe the different themes are and uh it's always, I don't know, interesting, I guess, to go through that process of trying to figure out themes when we first get a whole bunch of names. But because uh, I did a lot of that when we got those and it's uh, pretty much a lot of times you have to go searching in Japanese because even if something may seem like it makes sense in English, yeah. like lit, it's... You know, that may not make sense to a native Japanese person. Like, they may not, little might not be a very commonly known word to, you know, most Japanese people. So, I'm sure they know, like, small because that's always, like, even like clothing and stuff is labeled S for small. So, so I think, like, yeah, but I don't know if the, if most Japanese would know different synonyms of common words that they know. But so, yeah. And even though the, this link that we found, it, it's by a fan, but I feel like 
a native Japanese person has, I guess, more insight into what makes sense for what other Japanese speakers would yeah. see as a naming theme. Right. When they read it, what did they think of as opposed to us? Because it was written by a Japanese version for Japanese people. So, you know, they, they probably yeah. have a, a better idea there. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention, I, I mentioned, Greg, uh, non-translating the Daizenshu entry. Mm. Uh, the, so the actual entry, this is crazy because I can basically read this entry. It's so simple. So Greg must have <laughs> Like just barely like learned Kana and was trying to translate mm-hmm. things. Really, it says basically what Vegeta says in dialogue, just the battle jackets that Vegeta gave to Gohan and Kadidin in preparation for the fight with Frieza were those of the people from the planet Rito. Like, that's all it yeah. says. <laughs> There's nothing else there. Yep. So that's that. It's uh the the lit, the Lilliputs, the Rit the the Rito, Rito Seijin. Yeah. Rito Seijin. <laughs> that was the thing that was throwing me off a lot because in that dialogue, yeah, Vegeta refers to the Rito Seiningen, so the, the people of the planet Rito as opposed to the Ritians. <laughs> Oh yeah, or Ritons? Ritons or Rit? I guess I don't. I don't know. We are struggling with all of this. Like not just the name, but the name of the people, the name of the planet, and what's the plural form of this? Yeah, like how do you like how does English work in this case? I'm not sure what if you I guess find another example of some country that ends in an O and how did they render that as the people of that place? <laughs> if that exists, I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> So I wrote up the entire entry on the wiki. Then we had this revelation. Then I did the redirect. And now we still have to go back and <laughs> kind of like rewrite and fix everything here. Say, like, well, actually. <laughs> that's how, <laughs> this is that's what, how I'll start it. Yeah. The, the first sentence, literally. Well, actually, dot, dot, dot. Here's, here's everything. Yes. <laughs> that's what the, I think that should just be the wiki slogan. It's just, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> With a little icon of, what, if you pushing up his glasses or something. Like, well, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Well, thank you for for sharing our uh, collective new knowledge here. Uh, and I, I definitely appreciate you just just recently actually started jumping in the actual wiki itself and like, oh, I'm going to translate something. And that that's fun. You've, you've been there the whole time just helping us on the side. Yeah. But now it's dangerous that you have access. I know. I know. I've just been kind of passively helping with the wiki. Just kind of like people ask, OK, can you translate this or check that this translation's OK? Or what do you think about this? But now, now I have the power to go in there and make changes. And that's like, oh, this could be quite a time suck if I get, <laughs> if I get really down into here. Like, as I go through one page, like, well, there's all these other things I could also add or change. Uh-huh. And then just hours would could go by easily. Yep, that's how it goes. That's definitely how it goes. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you much again. Uh, what you got going on? Not much. Yeah, just uh, look for Sailor Spaz anywhere on the internet. It should be me. I don't think anyone else has that name. (laughs) So if you're curious what I'm up to, look for me on Twitter or Tumblr or whatever. I'm doing various things in various places. All right. Thank you much. We'll check in some other time soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks in particular to Stacy and uh, actually Ian there a little bit working with us, plugging away at amazing stuff, coming up with uh, great little revelations that we think are interesting, we think are cool, we think are worth sharing with all of you out there. So with that being said, I do want to talk a little bit with y'all 
about Cranberry. So, Dragon Ball Super, the manga uh, by Toyotaro, runs on a monthly basis in Shueisha's V-Jump magazine. Do I go into my spiel here? V-Jump is released on the 21st of every month, barring a Sunday or holiday, in which case it gets moved up to the next appropriate date, and it is forward dated for two months. So, on August 21st, the October 2019 issue of V-Jump will be coming out with chapter 51, I think, of the Dragon Ball Super manga. Anyway, so uh, it comes out on a monthly basis, and then gets collected into the nice little smaller Tankobon form, the collected uh, graphic novel, if you will, from Viz, as they knock it out over here. So the 10th collected volume of the super manga just came out in Japan this month, back on August 2nd, and they are actually uh, closing in on the monthly serialization here. So the, uh, the 10th volume covered chapters 45 to 48, and so we got 51 coming out, so they basically can't release another volume for a little bit. They're going to be real, real caught up there. Now, previous volumes of the super manga have had uh, a couple neat little things. We've had corrections from Akira Toriyama, where he shows uh, some of the, the things that he's done in terms of character designs to Toyotaro's artwork. Uh, we've had some interviews with Toriyama and Toyotaro together. Uh, some volumes we've had nothing. This is, uh, volume 10 is kind of in between that, where we don't have the interview side of things. We don't have the production side of things. And we don't have any of the Jump Victory Carnival bonus comics. We did actually just this summer get the fifth bonus comic, bonus chapter, I guess you'd say, for Dragon Ball Super. We're going to talk about Jump Victory Carnival bonus comics in a, uh, a podcast coming soon here on the site. But uh, in volume 10, we had the only bonus is a two-page bonus chapter focused exclusively on the back history of Cranberry. Now, if you're not following along, I'm not going to spoil too much about the current arc with Moro in uh, Dragon Ball Super in the manga. That being said, it's completely free to read on Viz's website. Uh, last three chapters are available for free on Viz's site and Shueisha's Manga Plus. I think that's their service. And if you pay for Viz's service for two bucks a month, you get complete access to not just Dragon Ball Super, but Dragon Ball and Dr. Slump and... Jocko and all, and I guess those other things like One Piece and Naruto and some other series that are out there. So that being said, I'm not going to spoil too much, but Cranberry is, let's just say, a character, uh, a prior member of Frieza's army who was locked up in the Galactic Patrol prison and escaped. Now, Toyotaro's bonus comic, we actually got a hint about what it was going to be. So let's take a step back a little bit on the official Dragon Ball website in Japan. Each month, Toyotaro provides... So it was initially advertised as a character that has yet to appear or does not appear in Dragon Ball Super. Those rules have shifted a little bit over the months since he started doing that uh, over a year ago. Because uh, there have been characters that either appeared only in the TV series but didn't appear in his manga. Or characters like Bardock who appeared in Dragon Ball Super Broly. Uh, that, that has the Dragon Ball Super name on it. So did he really appear in Super? One of the recent characters, actually, it was just this last month that Toyotaro did was Zarbon. And in his comment for his, uh, sketch of Zarbon there, he said, Oh, you're going to see a little bonus thing I did for him in the upcoming Super volume. And that's what we had here. A two page bonus comic wraps up volume 10 of the Dragon Ball Super collected manga edition in Japan. It's labeled as a special edition. That's a uh, Tokubetsu Hen. I feel like. I should have seen this coming. We all should have seen this coming. Uh, I have not seen any evidence yet. Now, I haven't really gone looking for it. So I would love for someone to share with me if you've seen prior to August 2nd, if anyone out there 
drew the connection. Apparently, Cranberry was one of the characters in Frieza's army that was in Moody's village when it was attacked. And we had those other Namekians show up there. And Cranberry was the dude in the helmet there who got blasted, sent flying towards Zarbon. Zarbon kicked him. It's, I don't want to say it's an iconic scene, but I feel like it's a very memorable scene. Uh, it's a great manga panel. And I feel like the, uh, the, the choreography and the action and the framing in the TV series actually does it a lot of justice too. Zarbon kind of like kicks him off into the water behind him. Toyotaro's two page bonus comic. Uh, somehow, let's count here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. We have 16 panels. I think I counted that right on two pages, which, you know, for the detractors out there, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's part for the course, Toyotaro. We get 16 panels on two pages. But he crams a lot into these two pages with this little bonus chapter. Basically, we get shown before they even go to the planet to get the Dragon Balls there. Zarbon and Dodoria are like, presenting to the army of Frieza Planet 79 and Cranberry's there. He's one of the characters and he kind of can't believe that the Dragon Balls are real. And then immediately it flashes in to another panel there to, oh, and he was the character who got blasted and it shows Zarbon kicking him off into the water behind him. And then we just keep flipping in panels here and Toyo pulled a loophole here. Everyone that Frieza and his men killed were wished back to life Cranberry was apparently killed in that kick by Zarbon, and because Zarbon was one of Frieza's men, Cranberry was wished back to life as, I don't know if you really want to call it a loophole, but I guess more of like a technicality of the precise wording of that of that wish. Uh, and it just, in these last couple panels, shows us that he was kind of on the lam from uh, the Galactic Patrol and swore never to go back to Frieza's army. And last panel there is he's stealing something. Jocko's just like, eh? looking off to the side behind him. Uh, it's it's a great little story. And again, holy cow, if you go back and you look at specifically the manga there, technically Cranberry now debuted, not in Dragon Ball Super chapter, what was it, like 43-ish, but Dragon Ball chapter 247. He was there the whole time. What I was mentioning earlier, if anyone prior to August 2nd had posted anything anywhere about this, I would love to see it. I haven't done my due diligence. I haven't gone looking for it. Uh, there's probably someone out there in, in some language that th drew the connection, drew the parallel, and maybe just got buried uh, out there uh, among all the discourse. But I love that. Cranberry was there the whole time. So this bonus comic uh, is, again, in Dragon Ball Super Manga Volume 10, which just came out in Japan earlier this month. Viz is not quite there. Uh, Super Volume 6 from Viz is coming out in September, and Super Volume 7 from Viz is already scheduled for December this year. So they kind of have a ways to go with these two pages. So uh, we figured we would tell you a little bit about it. It's already documented in a news post on the homepage. Uh, I have yet to wrap up the, the full kind of like deep manga guide individual page for Super Volume 10. But we actually do have individual pages for all the individual collected volumes of Dragon Ball Super, in addition to the the chapter pages, which I'm also a little bit behind on. Look, I do a lot here on the site. There's a lot for me to work on, a lot for me to take care of, uh, but I enjoy all of this stuff. I thought that was... I didn't see it coming. I feel like I should have seen it coming. What a great little nod, great little pull for Toyotaro. Uh, again, such an in, inconsequential character. Generic design. I feel like generic is almost too generic of a term itself to even describe what Cranberry looks like. He's just a dude in a helmet, but he pulled that exact design. I, I think 
He did a really good job there, uh, tying things together and making it feel like a cohesive world. So props to you there, uh, Toyo Man. Uh, did a decent job on that. So that being said, that is going to bring our episode here to a close at Kanzenshu, www.kanzenshuu.com. That is Kanzenshu.com. You can follow all the cool folks on the social medias. Uh, follow Kanzenshu wherever you want to look for Kanzenshu. You'll see that. Uh, you can follow me, Vichito EX. You want to follow Stacy? She already mentioned that earlier. Sailor Spaz, you can find her there. So for those folks and all my other Kanzenshu buddies, Great chatting with y'all this week. We will see you next time on the show. I don't know when it's going to be, where it's going to be, what it's going to be about, but we're having a lot of great conversations about more info we want to share with you all. There's, God, there's so many cool things. I think we're going to have another Movie 8 follow-up episode, and it's not what you think it's going to be about. When we talk about Movie 8, holy cow, coming your way at some point in the near future. Uh, thank you again, everyone. I have been Mike. I will see you next time. Have a lovely day, lovely week. Check you later. Which, maybe, maybe, that's literally not a word. <laughs> what the hell, Mike? <laughs> <laughs>